work, you guys. It is what she said. He said, Jason, I need a love. And Mr. E. He kills me every time with this slow motion. Like well, he you, got arthritis in his throat. Well, you I, you just said Anita Love. I mean, when did we start saying that? This is me. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, there was in so You got to stay on your toes. You got to be prepared. And, so, and I was. That's why I said and this is Mr. E. Come on, man. You got to be ready every single time I bring it. Anyway, how's it going? It's going well. And by the way, my name is Eddie. I stay ready. Mm-hmm, Mr. E, I hear you. Yes, indeed. It's going well. How's it going with you and yours? Um, it's going. Good, 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 good. Yeah, it's going. Good. How's your brother? I hear that. Uh, uh, he, uh, he's doing well. He's uh, at the hospital and at the nursing home and they're doing some, you know, they started doing some rehab with him, trying to get him back to functioning. But uh, he's doing better. I'm, matter of fact, I'm heading that way down to visit him, check on him, and make sure everything is good. Cool. You're a good brother, because not a lot of brothers would do that. Uh, I mean, well. the way we, and not to sound racist, but the way most black and brown people are raised to look out for each other and to have each other's back and when they go through stuff you check on them you be there for them but nowadays 2018 and 2017 and 2016 and 2015 I've seen all type of crazy stuff I've seen sons and daughters let their their mother die and grandkids were staying with them so this is different now, so that's why I say that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, the Bible, you know, quoting the Bible, but the Bible say in the, in the last day, the love for the greater number will cool off. So yeah. maybe that's further truth that we're winding this thing down, but yeah. right. But it is what we do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, we have um, hot topics. Well, not really hot topic, but it was a topic that we kind of was shooting the breeze on about jobs, underpaid right. jobs, jobs that are not paid. Um, what I would consider a respectable, you know, because we we know that when you're working in certain fields, you can't pay everything, everybody what you pay the executives and things of that nature, but. I do, however, feel that there are some positions that are just downright disrespectful when it comes to the pay. Yeah, that's true. You know, but me, myself, when I was much younger, some of the jobs that I'm going to mention in my top, I actually said my top five list, but it's actually 10 in my list that I kind of took for granted. You know, I used to, when I was younger and I used to like have, you know, get annoyed with people. I was like, you ain't doing nothing but sitting on your behind. You ain't doing nothing but half cleaning up. You know, I used to, you know. <laughs> you know I used and, then to, you, and then you used to do that job of... of uh, yeah, I helped, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my auntie had, I a, um, about had a cleaning business and... Yeah, I helped. Um, and actually, she had had a contract with Energy. Oh, wow. And 
That's a big It was deal. me. I know it was me and two other family members. Like, we would go and clean those offices up. So, so um, you got paid well then a contract with Energy. I didn't get paid well. She <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even had a contract with Sears. She had a contract with, with Sears um, and with J.C. Penney's. But she wasn't supposed to let J.C. Penney's and Sears know that she was working for both of them. I don't know what that was about. But, <laughs> wow. Um, she had a contract with both of those and Energy. Like, she was making really good money. She had contracts with other places, too. But those were the only... Um, JC Penney's and Energy, those were the two places that I ever helped her at. Um, um, but mm-hmm. I didn't get reimbursed. And at first it was like, oh, because you're family. But then I learned that she did other people that that wasn't family too. So, um, and then as you get older wow. and you see other people and they're talking and you're listening to them and you're like, wow. And then you're like, why you stay there? What you know? I don't know their story. You know what I mean? I don't right. know their situation. Some people work doing housekeeping, custodial work, and that's their full-time job, and they're content with it. And some people work doing custodial jobs, and it's just a means to an end, or it's just a part-time. So it's different reasons why people take certain jobs, and so yeah, that's that's where I'm at with with that part of it, but. Um, right. I'm, we're going to get into that. But I okay. had to announce that first I wanted to ask you um, what do you think about um, LSU and UCF? Fiesta Bone. <laughs> I think that's a great that's a great uh, matchup. I do too. So yeah, I think it's a very good matchup, and uh, and people, I hope people, LSU fans, you know what I'm saying, don't take them lightly. Yeah, because they could come up with a loss. But now, granted, uh, their quarterback is out for the year, but. Uh, they won their last game with the quarterback that they got in there, so. There you go. Well, that's the same thing with Bama. When Bama played, um. Oh, wow. Was that a game or was that a game? Uh, I can't even Georgia. think of the team. Ain't that Georgia. crazy? Yeah. Um, yeah, their quarterback got hurt. And their former quarterback that everybody keeps minimizing, keeps subtracting keep ignoring the fact uh-huh. that this man have went to the play for the championship twice. This man only had two losses in his career at Bama. Um, keep, oh, he can't throw. Oh, you know, they keep putting him in that type of category. End up, um, what did he do? What did he do? You know, win the game. And I'm not a Bama fan, but I was just so happy for that kid, which is crazy. Right. I was just exactly. so happy for him. And then when I heard the commentators just keep talking and keep talking, I'm like, I'm not a Bama fan, but even <laughs> I know that quarterback is a bad boy. Thank you. Because he had some hiccups or whatever when y'all started off with the practice or whatever, and y'all shining light was on Tugelo or whatever his name is. Yeah. Now you just want to throw him to the wolves. 
see, this is what I learned. And that's the one thing that I'm, I'm so happy about him because that happened to me when I was in school with basketball um, before I quit. Um, they had their favorites. You know right. what I mean? And coaches usually it, do. Right. And so I was one of those players where I wasn't going to beg you to put me in the game, especially when you pissed me off. I wasn't going to beg you to put me in the game. I already knew that if I was better than one of the players that you had on, then you was going to come looking for me. I knew that. Right. Um, but they, would, you know, had this particular player that they would keep going to and keep going to, and she couldn't make nothing happen. You know what I mean? And then what happened was, I, and I didn't wish nothing bad on her, she ended up springing her ankle in the game, and they ended up putting me in, and we was down. It was down like 12, 13 points. We didn't play bad. It was just the team was a really good team, and the go-to player that they went to over me wasn't – didn't show up for whatever reason. And the girl could play, but she didn't show up. And so they put me in the game and everything in me wanted to be like, no, I'll just come out here and just not do nothing. But I'm a very competitive person. You know what I mean? And so I had an attitude coming on the floor. But once that girl elbowed me, it was on and popping. Like, let's get this going. <laughs> come on, let's do this. And yes, we won by five after being down. We, I think it was down like 12 or 13. But we ended up winning by five. How you doing? So um, when people do that, it was amazing. They, you know, they made their little comments about I couldn't play. That's why they pulled me, and that's why they really. Oh, okay, all right, all right. And I always would say I'm gonna have the last laugh in the East, and I did. But after that, I ended up quitting because I didn't respect the coach. Um, I respected him as an adult, but as um, a coach and somebody that you're supposed to trust and things of that nature, I didn't, I didn't, and so. And then I didn't have the support from family. You know what I mean? Like, right? I, they weren't coming to my game. You know what I mean? They weren't saying, "Well, how was your game?" It wasn't. It, it wasn't none of that. I didn't get any of that. So, um, and I think if I had that, that probably would have pushed me to keep playing. But by me not having it, and I was already looking at this coach side eye because he was doing things that coaches shouldn't have been doing. Right. Um, it just made it easier for me to quit and not look back. But I was just happy for him because everybody had threw the towel in on him. Oh, he's washed up. Oh, he ain't no good. Oh, he, no. I, I just don't understand why people do it. That's just like the way they look at LSU. Yes, I'm an LSU fan. Yes, we have some struggles. Yes, we have some flaws. Is Coach O the best coach in the world? Hell to the no. Is he a good coach? No. Is he holding his ground? Yes. Considering the circumstances. I'm going to say yes. Do I feel that if you allow him the opportunity to continue to grow, could he be better? I think so. I do. But I do think it's some areas that he needs to learn. First of news etiquette. It's the first thing he needs to learn. <laughs> because he tell he tell the news people too much. He tell the media too much. Like some stuff you say you don't need to say. Like when you talk about them players in the news media, you don't have to do that. Everybody looked at the game. Everybody know that them players didn't show up for Alabama. Everybody know that they didn't block out, they wouldn't hold nobody. Everybody knows the offense was shit and they ain't making an effort. So we don't need you to get in the media and how about, yeah, we need to recruit offensively better. We don't need you to do that. 
because that's disrespectful to those other players that's still out here playing for you. They can say whatever they want to say about Les Miles. Coach Les Miles never done that, ever. And we can look at that game and we can know them players messed that game up. Them players lost that game. He out coach Les Miles always take the blame for it, no matter what it was. And and that's what I liked about. Less mild when it came to that. Like he didn't throw those players under the bus. He didn't point fingers at them. Right. Accountability starts with the coach first. So um, that's what I respect about him. But I was just so happy for him. Like I was, I was cheesing down like it was a family member. Like yes, when I see you in church, boy, I got a gift for you. That's how I felt. Okay. It was good though. It was. Good. Yeah, it was. It I think really it was, was a good game though. Oh yeah, it was. That too. I think it was a good game. Because that was the first game this year that I saw Nick Saban about to have a heart attack on the sideline. (laughs) When he came in and got that first touchdown to bring them back, (laughs) he was holding his breath. (laughs) Like, about to pass out. (laughs) That was the first, I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. To the left, pass on out. <laughs> but that was the first time this year that I seen him look like. It was like, thank you, Jesus. That was a close one. Right, right. So yeah, I was happy for it. I, I was, I was here for it. Well, good. Yeah, yeah. And me too. I was, I was like, I mean, I, I was one that swallowed the canary. I was just skinning <laughs> and grinning. I was like, yes, yes, he, yeah, because I mean. I mean, old boy is good. I don't take nothing from him. Yeah. But but you don't take nothing from a guy that's 20-something and two. Okay? 20-something right. and two? Okay. That means that he can win some games for you. You weren't granted he has a good good team around him. That's true. But darn it, he still engineered that team to 20-some wins right. and two losses. Okay? Right. And so... That's that's how I look at it, and and, and the losses may not have been his fault. <laughs> I, I don't agree. remember them losses, but I don't think it was all his fault. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So I agree. But but that's yeah. So what is this new uh, uh, sponsor thing that uh, we hadn't talked about it that our anchor got going on? Well, we're do, part do of we it. have any sponsors? Sponsors. We are sponsored by Anchor themselves, Anchor.fm. So anybody that's listening to the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast, you guys can go to Anchor.fm. You can download it and you can sign up, create a podcast, and put your voice out there for everyone to hear. Who knows? You probably can co-host with me and Miss Free. Oh, wow. You know? It's easy. And you know what's even better about it? It's free. What's that? It's free. Did you did you say free? It's free. Wow. Anchor.fm is free. It's anchor.fm slash start. And you you sign up and create your your podcast and you put your voice out there. You can do word series, you can talk about games, you can talk about politics, you can talk about sex, you can talk about marriage, relationships, Christmas, Thanksgiving. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's completely free. And now they have a sponsorship. And um, 
we are actually part of that sponsorship. Like, we were just thinking, oh, it's not going to hurt us. I mean, like, come on, like, it's free. Like, we're not coming out of our pocket with anything, you know, like, right. why not? Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, I just, we just said, well, we're going to do it. And we're going to try it and we're going to see how it go. And actually, um, it, it went, it's going pretty well. I mean, you're not going to make some boo dollars just like that. Um, right. But it is going, it is going. But this is the thing, you guys. Like, you can, when you, the people that are doing the sponsor, um, I got a brain freeze. I got a brain freeze. I got a brain freeze. Okay, people that are hitting that sponsor support link, you can hit it to put out, to automatically sponsor all of your episodes. Or you can do it whenever you um, do an episode. So if you notice, like if once you publish it and you go listen to it and it's not mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of your, you know, episode, then right. you probably didn't hit that um, sponsorship thing. But um the sponsorship that Anchor, which Anchor is the one that created the sponsorship, by them doing it, it makes it easy to get paid to podcast. And oh, cool. they Anchor matches you with great brands, and but you can choose the, the ones you want to work with. So whenever you want to accept a new sponsor, just record a custom ad and they'll play it in any episode that has sponsorships enabled and you get more plays you make more money and you can also go over to the anchor.fm and you can read more about the sponsorship and how um, everything works I'm still trying to figure out the um, CMP thing right you know what I mean because the question that I had for anchor was how do you decide which sponsors to match people's podcasts with and from what I learned, they work with a growing um, hand-picked group of brands and advertising agencies mm-hmm. to match them with relevant podcasting to sponsor. So they consider the genre and the tone of your podcast, as well mm-hmm. as your listener numbers when they're matching. And any podcaster with sponsorship activated will be considered um, you'll always be able to choose, like I said, which sponsor you want to work with and where in your episode your ads will appear. They are right. also working on, um, Anchor is working on this new way for you to specify the kind of brands or products that you are personally like to have sponsor your show. So they want you to stay tuned for that, which I think that's going to be great because it's going to be a customization option. Um, so I think that, that is going to be good. Um, there's no limit to the number of sponsors that your podcast can get can be matched with but you can only currently you can only have one sponsorship segment per episode so if you ever have multiple active sponsors at one time then they will play whatever whichever one has the highest CPM for your listeners to help maximize your potential revenue um, and you, you don't have to wonder what to say because they will give you a strip but they a strip to go by you just have to make it authentic as possible um so you have to just make sure that people know the whole okay. thing you okay. know what i mean um 
your ad will not be reviewed before you play it by you. So when you do your episode, you're not going to be able to hear that in the beginning of your episode, but you can record and add or addendum like what, what we're doing inside your episode. You can do that. Um, so, and you can make money. You can make money, but okay. the money, in order for you to make money from your sponsorship, it depends on a few factors. And that's how many episodes you have, how often you publish new episodes, how many listeners you get on your episodes, the CPM on, of each sponsor you're matched with, and how much you promote your podcast. So all of that plays a part on how you can make money from it. So if you guys haven't yet created your Anchor um, podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start, get your podcast, put it out there, get your voice out, spread the word, share with me, and then we can become neighbors. You can be part of the community. Right, Mr. E? Absolutely. That's what we want. Neighbors, neighbors, a lot of them. Exactly. Plenty. So what we're going to do, you guys, we're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the top five to ten jobs that we feel are underpaid. Now, this is just my personal opinion. Mr. E went and did some source references and trying to, um, you know, come up with that type of stuff. So we're going to take a brief break, you guys. You don't go anywhere. We will be back. Oh, and if y'all have any questions for myself or Mr. E, you can email us. Where can they email us at, Mr. E? At she says, he says, they says, 2018 at gmail.com. What that is? She says, he says, they says, 2018 at gmail.com. There you go. And you can also go to other podcasting sites like Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, Breaker. Oh, Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast is a new platform. It's easy. It's nice. Where you can go. You can download. You can listen to us. You can listen to thousands of other people out there amongst us. All you have to do is go to the Apple Store, download it, or go to the Google Store, or you can go over to the web at pocketcast.com, download it, and you're able to listen to myself and Mr. E on the She Said. He said they said podcast. You will not be disappointed. I'm telling you, it's very easy. It has an easy discovery. So when you type it in, you're going to come up. Make sure you type it in correctly, though you're going to be able to pull us up. It's going to be easy. You can listen to music. You can listen to all that stuff. You don't have to subscribe to anybody, but you, you can and still listen to us. That's easy. That's a win-win, right? Sounds so like- go over to Apple, Apple, Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can go over to the web at pocketcast.com and download and listen to us. And we'll be back after this brief Okay. 
<laughs> I'm gonna start off with. Okay. What you what you mean? You know you're on, right? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Anita, you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> you're killing me. Uh, I tell you. Well, what I have. <laughs> well, welcome back, guys. Uh, she, he says, he says, they says, uh, podcast with your boy, Mr. E. And my, and my partner in crime who set me up, who, you know, tossed me under the bus. <laughs> I, I ain't saying a Miss Anita no more. It's Anita Love. Mm-hmm. She's like Christy Love. Y'all remember that old, that old uh, black show, Christy Love? So, I, so Christy I'm Love. old? I'm old? Uh, well, you I mean, tried. you know, I, you I'm tried. just saying. You I'm tried. just saying. No, you I'm tried. not saying you old. I'm saying the old show. Was named mm-hmm. Get Christy Love by the mm-hmm. black. I don't know. I think she was a black, some detective or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. but what I want to start with is I got the fifteen of the mm-hmm. most unappreciative jobs. Not wait. Well, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do mine first. Why you gotta go first? Cause I need a love. Oh, okay. And your name is first on. Okay, okay. It's she See? Says, I forgot. It's she says. Yeah, okay. Okay. You play too much. You are so right. disrespectful. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to have a conversation. I am. Oh, okay. Okay. My, and it's not in any particular order, but I'm going to start with number 10. Although my feelings of it is not my all-time top one is 10. So no, it's not like that, but I'm going to start with 10. 10 <laughs> is Farmer. Okay, Farmer. Number, yeah, number nine okay. is Garbage Truck. Uh, the, not the drivers themselves, but yeah, some the of one the on ones the back. that be on the back. <laughs> You're right. So, <laughs> um, the linemen and, and the a lot of people may not even know what linemen are. Linemen are these people that be out when you have when a storm comes and yeah. those those electric lines fall. Yeah, and you those don't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, they and they're not making a whole lot of money that we think that they're making. Now they make they make okay, but they're not making. What we, what I feel that they should be made when you're putting your life on the line. I'm just saying that's just my opinion. Exactly. Um, social workers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Policemen. Okay. Teachers. Okay. Then we have housekeepers. Made now, housekeepers are made that I'm talking about are the ones that come to that that are in hotels or go to people's house and clean their houses. Now, a lot of people think that these people, especially the one the maid, make a whole lot of money, they don't, and they are really disrespected. They're in positions where majority of the time, when they're women, they are harassed sexually harassed right. so I'm just clarifying what I'm talking about when I say housekeepers and um, 
you know, that type of thing. Waiters and cooks, and I'm not talking about chefs. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about right. the ones that's in them big name brand restaurants that's getting these big, big old salaries. I'm not talking about them. Talking about the fast food ones. There you go. <laughs> CNAs and medical assistants. Now, everybody uh-huh. knows that the medical world is a money, money-making machine. That it constantly makes money because you know why? It's always sick people. And with CNAs, CNAs majority of the time work in nursing homes and they normally work with elderly old people. A lot, there are plenty of CNAs that may make $23,000 a year. May. Certified CNAs probably would make what twenty four or twenty five thousand dollars a year. If that if that medical assistants make anywhere from twenty five to right at thirty thousand dollars a year depending on the job that they're at, the experience that they have and if they're certified or not. Um, because a lot of um, some medical assistants are certified, but they're like medical, they're like certified medical system one, two, three, right. four, five. All that depends on your years, your experience. If you have a phlebotomist license behind you, if maybe you have like an LPN license behind you where some company, some clinics are doing away with, you know, LPN. So it's that type of thing. Um, my number one and people are going to be like, well, you said housekeeping. That's not the same thing. Custodian <laughs> workers. Custodian workers are these people that come in and clean your toilets, mops your floors <laughs> in these schools, <laughs> these hospitals, these businesses, these people that clean your wa- your windows, these people that vacuum the floor and y'all come through with muddy shoes and muddy boots and they have to come back and re-clean it. The ones that clean the bathroom all day long and then right after they've been cleaned it, you go right back in there and you piss all over the, the toilet because you don't know how to angle. Um, and you step over. You know, they could be mopping, you walk clean across their floor, don't say excuse me, none of that. That custodian worker. The ones that most time their supervisors are the biggest a-holes. There is. I learned just recently, and that was another reason why I wanted to do this podcast too, because I really wanted to talk about custodian workers. Um, I just learned, I met someone that do, she said, I'm not a housekeeper, I do custodian work. She said, housekeeping and custodian work are not the same thing. And I said, oh my God, thank you. And she was like, I had an argument with my brother about that. He said, uh-uh, it's the same thing. You're still cleaning up. I said, it's not the same thing. That boy argued me down that that's the same thing. Well, anyway, she said, housekeeping <laughs> and custodian is not the same thing. And that's, people need to understand that. I'm not a custodian worker. She said, there are some people that do custodian work and they call, they call themselves a housekeeper. Um, That's not what I do. She said... I've been doing this for X amount of years. I'm not going to go into details of what happened with her life or what went wrong and why she ended up doing custodian work or whatever. But for whatever reason, she ended up doing custodian work. She said, I would love 
to put my energy in doing something else. She said, but all I know to, how to do and good at is cleaning. She said, people look at that as the most disgusting thing in the world, that somebody put pride in cleaning, is what she said. And I remember right. I had a conversation with someone, and I was like, and that, and you know what? I get tired of these women calling themselves custodian workers and housekeepers and stuff, cleaning the windows, and then they stepping back looking at windows like, you know you don't care about that window being clean. She made me eat my crow. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, I was that person. You know what I'm saying? Right. I I I said that. And uh, she said, she said I take pride in what I do. She said even if I was working at a McDonald's or working at a Walmart or if I was working in hospitals, she said whatever I do, I take pride in it because I want to get paid. I can't tell these people pay me my money and I'm not doing what they're asking me to do you know, as my job. Like, I can't do that. And she said, but what you not gonna do? <laughs> she said, you not gonna play with me. She said, that's what you not gonna do. She said, you not gonna disrespect me just because I'm a custodian worker. That's what you not gonna do. You're not gonna minimize me as a woman and as a person because in your mind, all I do is a custodian work. I do more than just that. This is just all you see. And when she said that, shoot, got some act right out of me. I said, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I was that person. I remember in school, I used to, you know, talk about the housekeepers. Because that's what I used to call them. They were custodial workers. I used to talk about them. I tried to get on my nerve. Every time you turn around, they flopping that old dirty mop around. You know, I was that person. You know, and so I, I apologize. Right. Because I've done that. Even as a CNA, I did CNA for about what a day. <laughs> One day? I It wasn't for me. Maybe, <laughs> two, maybe two days. It wasn't me. Like, I, I was like, I called and I was like, I, I, I tried. This ain't for me. <laughs> I, I like, just can't do it. <laughs> so it was like, well, what's wrong? What happened? Something happened? Well, no, <laughs> I, 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 this is not for me, you know. But I knew that. I knew mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts that there was no way I would be able to stay at this place and do this job, or even half-ass do this job. I knew that I wasn't gonna do that. And before you have to fire me, I just go ahead and just quit. And one or two days, you don't even consider that hard at this point. You know what I mean? So I was like, no, I can't do it. No, I'm not going to do it. And I didn't regret it because I knew what my limitations was. Just like I worked at Walmart when I was what? 18? I think I was 18, 19. I don't know. Uh And after I finished my training, I worked at Walmart. And at first, everything was going okay, you know, because I'm a quick learner. Everybody's like, girl, you learn quick, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was quick with the numbers and stuff like that. And I had two customers back to back that were very rude. And then the last customer, no, the first customer wasn't rude. The last two customers was was rude. But the last customer himself really just did it for me. Because like when I went to give him his change, he said, put it on the counter. I didn't get it at first because I was just that slow. You know, I was slow. I said, no, here's your change. He's like, no, just put it on the counter. I was like, 
why are you even putting on the counter? It's like, here's your change. You know, trying to, you know, you know, like, right. you know. And he was like, I don't want you to put it in my hand. Put it on the counter. I don't want you touching me. Wow. Really? I, I, oh, oh. Okay. And I just threw it on the counter. <laughs> wow. And the, the lady, the supervisor, whatever she was to me, she was standing there and she was looking and I was just gritting my teeth. Because when I get mad, I used to grit my teeth so bad. That's one reason why, you know, my, I had problems with my teeth. I used to grit them because that's the only way at one point I could like calm myself down. Um, so I would grit my teeth so bad to where she could hear it. She could hear me gritting my teeth. That's just how mad I had got. And then I was like, are you kidding me? I said, he got one foot in the grave. <laughs> and she was like, well, you need to understand um, as a salesman, representative, whatever you want to clarify yourself because you, you don't believe in people calling you cashiers. Because I told her, I said, don't call me no cashier because I don't believe in being no cashier. I'm not like, no. But anyway, she said, this is what goes into it. You're going to meet some people that don't want you to touch them. You're going to meet some racist people. You're going to meet some people that's just rude and just here to mess up your day. You're going to meet all type of people. And you got to be able to adjust. I said, I understand. I understand. And she's like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, she's like, because you look like you're very defeated at that moment. You know, at this moment, I was. And I was like, I'm good. I really wasn't. Like, I'm good. Because I think at that time, that was the first time that a racism or type of a discrimination ever since, I don't even know how to word it, was like right there. And I didn't even pick up on it. And then when once I did pick up on it, you know, it made me mad. Like, it didn't hurt my right. feelings. It just made me mad. And so I kept telling myself, well, I got to figure out how I'm going to deal with stuff like this, how I'm going to combat stuff like this because it's going to keep happening. Well, anyway, long story <laughs> short, I, I ended up quitting. Okay. The next, day, the next day, I ain't come back to work. Okay. I knew I, knew so, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so cash, uh, cashiers or whatever should have been on your list also, huh? I, I didn't think about that. I really <laughs> didn't think about that. Come to think of it, you you right. So I'm finna add it to my list, although I said it. I said my list already, already cashiers. <laughs> yeah. So that yes. is that's that's my list. So I'm I just added cashiers. So cashiers, <laughs> farmers, housekeepers, the people that be on the back of the garbage truck, the linemen, um, policemen, social workers, teachers, waiters and cooks, CNA and medical assistants, and custodians. Those are my top eleven underpaid, disrespected jobs. So what do you have? Well, I have Mine's is unappreciative jobs. Okay. You know, the most unappreciative jobs. And 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 a couple of yours is on that list, especially yeah, and we don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But so just say for instance if you know, garbage man is on, on my list. And okay. 
what would happen if they go on a strike? Ooh, it will be some stinking, <laughs> it will be some stinking um, neighborhood. Look yes, what happened indeed. when um, the flood happened in, in um, Baton Rouge. Right, exactly. It was bad. And it wasn't yeah. even a strike. It was bad. Exactly, and that's what and that's what happened. It'll be an overflow of of traffic. But I starting with my unappreciative job. One is waiters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing like having a good waiters, but sometimes we don't appreciate them because we don't know. We just all they doing is taking my order. Can you get that right? You can't get that right. Well, yeah. You know what? I've never been guilty of that. However, I will not pay. I will not tip bad service. Exactly, but I, but I don't believe I don't believe in that. I, that just that's just something that I can't see myself doing. And right, and a lot of times we don't we don't we don't recognize the difficulty in the job because first of all, right. every customer is different. And here they is, they got the they got the greeter, they got to sit us down, they got to take our order, they got to right. bring our order back and make sure it's right. right, and then they got to make sure hey that we're all right. So yeah, but see, they're doing they're it. they're doing all that for a tip too, though. Yeah, but here's the thing: they, they mm-hmm. <laughs> that tip. It depends. You know, you know how some people are about tipping. You know, well, yeah, they, they could get good tips, but it depends on that service. And then sometimes yeah. they can give great service and don't get any tip or yeah. or mediocre tip. Yeah, and, you know, they you know, a lot of times they are not promoted. And they stay in those positions for years. Sometimes you go to the same place for years. You're like, hey, you still with you? Right. You know? So there's no room and the managers really don't appreciate them. So that's one. And then here's when you are like this web content writer. Oh, please. (laughs) You don't appreciate those people that write those articles that you read. You don't even look at who who wrote the article. You just read the article. Free. Now you probably more so because you have to had to do a lot of reports and a lot of times you have to quote your 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 reader. I love a good writer that's thorough and that's specific that write in regards to what other people probably would ask those questions that people probably professors don't well, think see, students should ask. And so that's, that's what, what saying, I like about see, that. Yeah, but see, listen, you you you're that person that will notice that writer. I done read articles and on the line, and then I don't know who wrote the article. I I can't tell you who wrote this article. I just yeah, but they, they but 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 I don't I don't, I don't think they're underpaid. Well, they're they not underpaid. They may be unappreciated, but they're they unappreciated. Oh, well, definitely, yeah, they they're not probably they're, so. They're not, probably so. They unappreciated because you know, you know, a dedicated writer can make like fifty-one thousand dollars a year, but right. that if he has the reputation for himself and you know he's a good writer. So right. uh, the next one on my list is garbage man. You already we mm-hmm. already talked about that because hey, if they go on the strike, oh my goodness, we're in trouble. And like you say, mm-hmm. don't let a, a, a storm happen, a flood happen. We show up in trouble if they go on strike. Sure you know, and then that all. Those those postal workers that we say they ain't doing nothing. Why? Oh, uh-uh. you know, we don't appreciate them. No, they making. <laughs> we don't appreciate. No, nope. see that they, they no, making fifty five seven thousand dollars a year, <laughs> and some of them, I'm, 
let me correct that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put all of them in the same category because I have met some that are, are really good. I have family members that are, you know, are postal workers. You know, they are they are male ladies and stuff like that. So I'm not I, that's no shade to anybody and that's not to say that you're not doing anything. But Mr. E, you're not gonna tell me that you've never went in a post office. <laughs> and you patiently waiting in that long line and you get to the counter and your and this person that's assisting you have this rude face expression she's very short how may I help you yeah what do you you want the eight dollars the eight dollars or the fifteen dollars <laughs> okay, well, how do, well, the $8 or the 50 See that right there? We ain't doing that. <laughs> right, we ain't doing exactly. that. I'll tell them in a minute. You okay? And mm-hmm. if you keep coming, I'll be like, that's okay. Mm-mm, that's okay. Can you just give me the money order and so I can go? I, I refuse. That's even when I go in a store. If I go right. in a store and you're watching me and I know you're watching me mm-hmm. and you make me uncomfortable... I'm not gonna buy nothing out of your store. If that makes you think I came in and sought to sell something, I don't care. Because I will be mad at myself if I go in a store and purchase something and that person made me feel like I shouldn't have been there. Like you're watching me. There's no if I told you five minutes ago I'm just looking, I don't need you to come back in two minutes and ask me the same damn question. <laughs> well, Are you slow? And I understand. I understand so, that. So no, I mean I've been in the post office where you went where I went in there and these people got an attitude, especially around holiday season when they gotta mail all that stuff, baby. They 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 got an attitude because they <laughs> they they kinda upset. <laughs> they don't yeah, like don't like don't like don't give me that. You know what I'm saying? And then some of them they have an attitude, but they be trying to be slick, like they really not giving you attitude. Babe, I'm black too. But but they are exactly and you can tell. You, right. Especially like, okay. when we do it. Yeah, we do it. We know we, you know what I'm we, saying? we adore so don't, it. Like, don't do that. Don't do not do that to me because I've been standing in this line. I've been patient. I ain't complaining not one time. I didn't blow because I know how it is. Mm-hmm. Dealing with the postal service is no different than dealing in the clinic. When you got people in that line waiting for to be seen, it's just like you got people in your waiting room waiting to be seen. And guess what? When when they get to you, it's about time. That's what they hit you with. You go to the post office, sometimes the people are like, oh, God, y'all backed up. Y'all ain't got no help back there. So I understand. You know what I'm saying? So don't give me that. That they get developed attitude and we don't appreciate it. Yeah, them. like don't like don't I, give me that because because in the in the medical field when we when you running late and you're not really running late because you know I, that's one thing I hate. I would line up every room in that clinic just to say <laughs> you were in the room at the time of your appointment before yeah. I, before I like to run late, but I don't like to do that either. But when when somebody's early and you taking them back early and they hit you with. I've been sitting out here forever. It's about time you were early. Uh-uh, my... Yes, sir. You're actually 20 minutes. Right. And I'm sitting right. there thinking, are you seeing how stiff my neck is? Because I really want to call you a motherfucker. Like, I really want to call you right now because I thought I was doing you a favor by bringing you back early. And then you're mad. And you know what I would do? Well, I ain't do it, but somebody else would do. Somebody else would be like, hey, go to that room right there. Yeah, that one right there. But they want to, no, go ahead to that one right there. 
That was early. Go, go to this one. <laughs> well, speaking of, you? speaking of nurses, and speaking of speaking of nurses, that's the mental home nurses oh. are unappreciative. So too. true. So true. Because so the true. people they don't understand that these mental health nurses are doing right. everything for this patient that the family don't yeah. want. To. Not all of them. But majority of them. I, I ain't seen all of them, Miss Anita. Just this is just a, this is just a, yeah. uh, you know, in general. But no, 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 no. The reason why I say that is because some families get a hard rep because they go hard with some of these mental patient nurses, and right. you know, they may confront them nurses, and them nurses all come with, well, we're here every day with your loved one, and see when they say that. They're saying, they ain't with you, they with me. If you so concerned, take them home with you. That's their slick way of saying that <laughs> exactly. without saying it. Exactly. I'm, I work in the medical field. I know the slick shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I, I understand what they're saying, but, but some of them nurses feel like if a family member noticed something that, that's unusual or seem weird or have them concerned, they feel like you shouldn't say nothing. You become a bugaboo. A complainer, and so right. when that happens, they they don't want to be bothered. They give you like the loose lip attitude. Right. You know they're very sharp with you. They try to beat you to answer a question before you even ask the question. I'm still gonna ask the question. You can ask. You can ask it before. I'm still gonna mm-hmm. ask it. Right. Exactly. You know, like you be like, well, how he was he was good today. His vitals was good in a second. So. So overall, how was he today? Did he have any complaints? That's what I do. Like, you you go ahead and talk, and I'm still going to ask my questions. <laughs> exactly. So the ones that do that, they're really not good nurses. Because right. for one, you're not just dealing with those patients. You're dealing with their families, too. Right. Because some of these people don't want their family members in those places. They want to be able to take care of their family members. But because they have to work and because they have other children or other responsibilities, they can't. So that's why they have them there. It's not because they don't want to be bothered. Now, some of them, yeah, they're in there because they don't want to be bothered. But some of them are not in there because they don't want to be bothered with them or I don't want to be there for them. No, they have no other choice. And because of the circumstances they're in, this is what they love to do. They appreciate you doing it, but I still have concerns when I come in there. And that's all I mean by that. And I'm not saying all of them, but some of them are... even working where I was working at, there are some people that should not be nurses. Right. And I've said that on my podcast. I think uh-huh. me and you talked about that before. I said, right. I just don't understand why some people are nurses. Like, there's no way some yeah, of these exactly. people that, that went to school for nurses should be nurses. There's no way. Exactly. Like, you don't right. have a people person yep. personality. You're not pleasant. You don't have any empathy. You don't show any sympathy for these people. You have no compassion. There's no understanding. Like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, on my podcast, right. I just say certain things about patients. But it wasn't not because I didn't have empathy for them or I didn't feel sorry for them or I didn't understand what they were going through. The ones that I had something to say about, they didn't have no counsel or their counsel was in remission. They didn't have anything... Um, seriously going on with them. They were just mean. And so I would speak on that. And majority of the time, it wasn't the patient. It was the patient's family, you know, that right. wants to show right. me that I really love my, my family. Then shut up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you love them, shut up. But exactly. Ahead, 
exactly. Okay, and you're right. All of that because, of, like, say, like I said, sometimes the family just don't have the time, and a lot sometimes they just don't have the patience to take care of right. it. Yeah, so this is what happened. The next one on my list is bartending. I know this doesn't affect you because you. It you're doesn't not a affect drinker. me at all because you're, no. you're not a drinker, but mm-hmm. they are unappreciative. What they have to do is, you know, uh, provide happiness and entertainment to the establishment. But so that's one. Uh, my next one is, <laughs> and another one. This is another one of your favorite. Policemen are unappreciated. <laughs> what? That was on my list. Policemen? Okay, okay. That was on my list for underpaid because they are some of them are uh, underpaid. And um, they are unappreciated too. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna totally agree with that. Well, mm-hmm, I'll take that mm-hmm. back. I will agree with that now because of everything that's going on across the country. Right. With different right. situations with law enforcement. I right, think exactly. before things have became like so frightened with, uh, yeah. with the shooting from police officers mm-hmm. and people, it was different because even with the different situations that I went through with police officers, which wasn't nothing major, but it still bothered me, it still affected me, and it still made right. me look at law enforcement a different way, I still right. have respect for them. I still, when I, when I meet them or whatever, it's yes sir or no sir, I still felt like they deserve to be respected, and I understand the type of work they do in the job. Like, I have law enforcement in my family, so how can I not understand right and respect what they go through. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I, I think with the black and brown community, I think it comes across as if they're not respected from them because they don't trust them. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where you're scared of them. And you shouldn't be scared of law enforcement when it's regarding to serve and protect you. If you're calling them because you need help or something is going wrong, you're scared to even call them because you don't know if it's going to go wrong against you. And it shouldn't be like that. It's, you should never feel scared to call someone that actually works for you. That's supposed to serve and exactly. protect. Exactly. You know, but, and I think that's where it's at now. But before then, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, for me, I don't, I don't think that they were unappreciated. I think now, probably yeah. so. Now they are. You're right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Next one is secretaries. Uh, um, I agree. Uh, but some of them, no, I ain't agree. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I ain't agree with that. <laughs> no, I don't get you started on them. <laughs> I ain't agree with that because some of them don't do nothing. All they are is answering phones. So, oh, see, there you can see. No. Secretaries, uh, they don't do nothing. <laughs> Not all of them. Like some of them, that's all they have to do is just answer the phone, direct the calls to where it needs to be, fax a document here and there, receive a document, give it to the the right person that needs to give it to them. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> it's... <laughs> but that is a, that is a lot that they, they have to do. They they they, they have to, uh, like you say. <laughs> They work and they do. They do twenty five percent of the, the boss's work. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm just saying this is what this is what they have to do. <laughs> that I'm telling you that depends. That depends. They include arranging meetings, 
sad document communicating with other false businesses. Manage your accounts and monitor and status. Okay, yada yada. Okay, now this one here, you you might can I you gonna definitely identify with this one. Mm-hmm. Nurses. Yes. <laughs> See, I figured you you'd be all positive for that one. Y'all are not unappreciative. We do appreciate. Yes, we that. are. No. You were got the doctors. Let me let me let me say now this. the doctors may not appreciate y'all. Let me say this. Now there are some patients in all the years of me doing me doing medical, whether it was home health, private care, and the last place I was at. Um, a lot of the patients did. They they appreciated what we did from the smallest thing to the biggest. I will honestly say that. Um, but supervisors doctors certain people that will come into your practice that would have to meet with the doctors but everything had to go through you or you had to get paperwork together or you had to do certain things they didn't even care less about you like there were people in certain positions would come around and wouldn't even speak to the nurses like nurses week we didn't get nothing for nurses week. <laughs> wow. Medical wow. system week. We didn't get nothing for medical system week. You know what they did? For, for the tree arch nurse, they gave the tree arch nurses something for nurses week. Like if, if your job wasn't um, sitting on a phone or you wasn't the doctor, you wasn't appreciated. It, you, honestly. Even working in the hospitals, you have some patients that are in the hospital that makes it so hard to be a nurse. Right. So some of them are just, they're bossy, they're picky, they love to harass you, they love to make your night, they keep calling asking for this, asking for that, shit they know they're not supposed to have. You know you're supposed to have no right. ice. You know you're supposed to have nothing else to drink because you're having a procedure in the morning. You know you're supposed to have your rabbit ass sleep right by now, but you keep pressing that button, asking me to come in here and bring you stuff just to hear me say no. Then you get mad. And then you know what happens? Oh, that nurse, I'm, I want to file a complaint because she was, she was mean. Because I didn't give you ice that you weren't supposed to have? Like, that's the type of stuff. I, honestly, I, I have to agree. Okay. All right. I have to agree. They, I, 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 I will agree. I, let me, and I don't want them to make this a race thing. I don't, but I'm going to say it because okay. that's the only way I know how to be. That's it. In be. my years of experience, most of the nurses, medical assistants that are unappreciated are black. Yeah. Are black and brown nurses they don't get the same respect they don't get looked at the same they don't get approached the same they don't they're not talked to the same they're talked at right they don't get a thank you that's your job you know what i mean so i've experienced that i've had doctors tell me like some like another doctor said well thank you i appreciate it and then like they'll one of them will jokingly say well you could have said thank you such and such and be like thank you for what I mean that's your job that's what they're supposed to do that used to eat me up wow that used to eat me up because uh. I'm sitting there thinking it's my job but it's just common courtesy it is, it's just, that's it's it. just simple respect 
Right. It's just appreciation. That's it. That's, that's, it. that's all it is. And I, for me, I guess, when you work with good doctors and good nurse practitioners, it makes you stay in places that you shouldn't be at. Because, like, I worked with one doctor in particular for, what, six years? Amazing. Amazing. And then I worked with another doctor for two years. She was really good. She was cuckoo, but she was really nice, really sweet. She appreciated me. She would tell me, thank you from the smallest thing that I did. Nurse practitioners that I work with, um, Judy, Sandra, and then my all-time favorite, my love, my love, Mrs. G. Um, thank you. Anything. I could just go get a cup and break. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it, baby. Oh, thank you so much. You ain't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, even though it was small, it, it, it went a long way because you you didn't have to. Like some of the stuff that I did for the people that I worked with, I didn't have to do it because it wasn't in my job title. I just did it because I figured I'm working with you. And if I can do this to make it easy for you, you're going to make it easy for me. So it's a win-win. And then I get a thank you. And so that's the way I went about working and doing and doing my things and that's how I was able to build the relationships that I built with those doctors and nurse practitioners um and and the relationships that I built with them I think a, a particular person didn't want that you know what I mean you know how somebody try to tear you down and they feel like if I tear you down that's going to eliminate everything else that was already created well that's already been established Right. That's already there. You know, that painting was already drawn, and I'm already in there. So, and nothing you can do but try to tear it up. But because it's implemented in the wall, you have to tear that whole damn wall down. You can't do that. So that's still going to be there. And so um, I, I think that's what happens. I, I think they are unappreciated. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. And the other two on my list, you are already talked about was teachers and um, another one on my list was uh, why are you laughing start yes so another one as I was saying um, that you already talked about the teachers and the cleaners and mm-hmm. the uh, other one is the sewage disposal people is on my list of unappreciative uh, well you probably so because I don't even think about them <laughs> no we don't like do. what they do <laughs> And they uh, they make sure that sewer keep going and that sewer is operational and that 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 that, that our, our waste don't get backed up into our house oh so yeah. Okay. They, okay. They, yeah. they 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 even have to dive down in ten <laughs> meters of sewage in order to repair. <laughs> <this. laughs> so disgusting. That is so nasty. Yeah. 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 Uh, another uh, one is plumbers. Uh, uh, unappreciative. How are they unappreciative? I call you. I need you to unstop my seat, <laughs> make my toilet flush. You make that mud flush. I thank you so much. I just pray you don't give me no big deal. You ain't unappreciative. 
<laughs> well, everybody tell me, hey, what do people say? You got that plumber's crack. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, that's being derogatory <laughs> and being like, oh, you plumbing. You yeah. you under you dealing with that kind of stuff. Ooh. Oh my not god. Until it happens. But the number one unappreciative job is mm-hmm. stay at home mothers. I agree. But we weren't <laughs> talking about those type of jobs. <laughs> no, not really. But that's that what they say is their number one <laughs> unappreciative job. I stay agree. At home. I got a question about that. I, what's, what's I think question? I answered it on my podcast. Oh, really? Someone, oh, yeah, someone before. asked me um, why was stay-at-home stay-at-home moms um, unappreciated and most talked about in a negative way or something like that. Um, so I got that question, and for me, I think some of it. And I could, you know, it's just my opinion. I just think a lot of it is people are are mad because. It's, people some women have an opportunity to stay at home and be mothers to their children and some of them can't and I think that's the problem with some of them and a lot of it is just society you know people listening to what other people say and they're running with it and they're not thinking for themselves because if anybody has ever been a stay-at-home mom then you know you ain't just staying at home and just saying you're a mother you're putting in some work and that's all day long. And the only way you ain't putting in no work, you putting your children in a cage. And you leaving their asses in that cage all day. That's the only way you ain't putting in no work. I stayed at home for a little bit. And I almost lost my mind. I don't regret it because I was able to spend more time with, with you know, with them. I was able to be more involved with school. I was able to... Um, learn more about certain things that was going, you know, things, how children grow and health and things of that nature and, and socializing and all that stuff. I was able, I was able to learn my own self by me doing that, but it was a lot of work cooking and cleaning and washing. It wasn't a day. I wasn't washing clothes. It was not a day. You hear me? A day (laughs) that I wasn't washing clothes and vacuuming. And washing dishes and cleaning up and picking up. It, it was busy. And then not to mention that mental, because you're around children all the time. The, almost the whole day. And then you know what happens when when if you're married or, or your your significant other live with you when they get home, guess what? They in their own world. They ain't coming home majority of the time and say, Baby, I got the chance. You go get your bubble bath and chill out. Oh, you wanna call Becky and go hang out with Becky? No, you know them you know what them sounds doing? Sitting on that chair, the grab their remote, <laughs> watching TV, waiting for you to get the food, for them to come eat, then they gonna go eat, get their bath, and gonna come back and watch the TV. That's what they gonna do. And guess what? Your job is still going. Ain't no break time. You know what I mean? So You're right. It's a, it is a lot, and I, I do think that it's unappreciated. Because I remember when I wasn't working and I was standing at home, and it's like, oh, well, you go, well, it's not like you're doing anything. You'll be at home. They asked me to do something. And I said, well, I don't know. And they said, well, it's not like you're doing anything. You're going to be at home. Ooh, that made me so mad. <laughs> like, you know, me, I know. That made me so mad. I'm like, 
I so I ain't I don't do nothing. <laughs> so who be in the house? You're right. Who watch the clothes? Who cooks this meal? Who's these children? Children. Who's keeping the children? How the children ain't hurt themselves? Who's washing these clothes? Who dusting? Come on. I ain't Come doing on. nothing. You ain't Who doing nothing. They used to hurt my soul. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I imagine it did. It did, you know. But it's always people that probably, nine times out of ten, it's people that never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Or people right. that didn't have the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom because they wanted to but they couldn't, or the ones exactly. that always have a negative opinion, you right. know. And then what what makes me mad about all of the situation is when the husband or the significant other wants the, the the mama to be a stay-at-home mom, then when he gets to cheating and shit, you need to be worth it. Oh my god, we goodness. need we need some extra money. <laughs> and that's- you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Never my friend girl told me that to my like, yeah, he came home and he was just going off and he was just saying about, you know, we need some more money and that I might have to go to work. I said, he said, what? <laughs> and they had three little bitty children. Three little bitty children. Cause they were like stair steppers. Like they were right behind each other. It was like he, one <laughs> one didn't even turn one yet and she was she had pushed out the other one. I was like, girl, you ain't even in your body heal. But anyway, when she told me now, I was like, wait, what what? What? And she was like, yeah, that's what he told me. He's like, so he was saying that money was tight. And I said, so he cheating on you, girl? And she's like, no, he's not cheating on me. I said, girl, what man begged you to not work? And now he's uh, being aggressive and rude with you to go work. <laughs> so I don't smell right. Because Shaquanda so needs some things. You want to go back and tell him what I said? No, she did Yeah, and then he'd be like... You ain't no real friend, because if you was a real friend, you would be trying to mess my marriage up. Dude, whoever you over there get, trying to get your money to, she messing your marriage up. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Well, who told you that? <laughs> you just did. You just told me that. Because most men that ain't cheating, that's the first thing I'm going to say. I would never cheat on my wife. They ain't finna say who told you that. You told me. Right. And you don't even realize <laughs> you told me. You told me. Exactly. Dude. You did. Well, anyway, you don't even know. I was I, I was telling the truth. She found out I was telling the truth. Right. So yeah. how you knew? Well, I said my daddy told now. me a long time ago. If a man switch up on you and he start doing and saying things he never said, and it's a complete opposite of what he originally said, pay attention. He's trying to tell you something. That's how I knew. Thank you. And my uncle yeah. told me that if I, that if I ever get told to go get a job, that's because. Too much money is being taken out this house and ain't enough to go in the direction that that person want to take it to. So that's how I know. You know, you have people that haven't been there. That's that's. So you pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But, yeah, I think we did good. I think we did excellent. Yes. So yes. So those are jobs that are unappreciated, and my eleven jobs of jobs that are underpaid. Yeah. And also unappreciated because people don't appreciate housekeepers and maids. They don't appreciate right. CNAs and medical assistants and right. those linemen and custodian workers and and, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. And that's what it's saying here. It, it, it's just the job, the service, and the industry, the responsibility of people working in the service industry. They are not. They they are unappreciated, and and, and they're right. not going to get the pay because the majority of people 
uh, the majority of people in the in the world think that these jobs are, on, you know, uh, on you know, are not un- undesirable, so to speak. And also, and also because they know it's going to always be people that's going to take those jobs, regardless yeah. if they're unappreciated or not, regardless if they're underpaid or not. They know that yeah. somebody is going to be taking those type of jobs, regardless. Exactly. So it doesn't, it, it, they don't, they, it doesn't matter to them. It doesn't. That's why, you know, when you go, when you look in the medical field and you go in certain clinics, you be like, this that nurse that was up in there. She didn't even know what was going on. Last time I was in there, they told me to do this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. But this time when I went, they ain't tell me nothing. And that girl, probably she was fresh out of school. Or better yet, she probably got some off the line, ain't get no, no clinical training. Yeah. And they hired her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's what a lot of companies do. Right. And then on top of all of that, a lot of like the custodian workers, the housekeepers, and the maids, the supervisors that's over there, over them is probably making what thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, if that. They right. don't exactly. care. They just want you to do the job, and right. so they think because I'm a supervisor, I'm better than you. So you do what I say, how I say it, and that's the thing that kills me. I, I just feel like no matter who you are, I don't care what type of supervisor you are. I just feel like there's a way you can talk employees without being disrespectful to get your point across right especially exactly. if a worker isn't rude or you know being combative or trying to make things hard for you I just think it's a way that you should be able to communicate with them and if you are a supervisor but you can't supervise then you're not a supervisor you're a troublemaker or, that's what you are right and that's the fact that because a lot of them don't have very little, any, if all any, secondary education. Yeah. They, you know, they they are constantly underpaid and, and right. consistently underpaid and constantly uh, ignored. So right. um, that's what society ain't willing to pay any money for these for these uh, right. these positions. So, but yeah, but that's that's cool. We did good on that. And that is our time, people. So think about the job wisely before you choose it. And at the end of the day, even if other people don't appreciate it, you love what you do, you appreciate what you do for whatever reason you're doing it, do it to the best of your ability. Stay blind and deaf to all the negative energy because you're probably going to get it. And just keep pushing through and keep being you. And um, that's our time. And that's what I want. And I want us to, if we could, we need to start doing maybe a segment just on I would call it survey whatever you know on different things where where it be like we did it on the jobs where I mean, it would be on let's say cars or trucks or would be on some type of entertainment or or sporting just do like a survey you know that's cool you know, we could do that on those lines would it be you know uh, relationships you know things on relationships things on just different topics that because it's a lot of surveys or a lot of information out there that we don't know and a lot of people don't know but it's like hey let's do this and see what's what's out there right okay we can do that all right you guys until next time stay true to yourself do not change for anyone continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before 
allow God to be God. Let your family and friends know that you love him today because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. And and don't forget to, to do the, the sponsorship. Don't forget to hit that uh, that that support button uh, because if you uh, don't let anyone steal your dreams, mm-hmm. we will see you at the top. Yes, we will. Peace. Deuces.